Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's start with sort of a shocking revelation by Leonard Fournette. I guess responding to some uh, internet trolls, which you know who you are. I blocked most of you. You freaking um, people. <laughs> you, exactly. The great Steve Dumig. Hey, you know why I do this show? Because of you freaking people. Um, and boy, there are lots of you. But So Leonard Fournette, responding, I guess, to some criticism that I didn't read, says and announces quite uh, unexpectedly that, look, you guys don't even know what you're talking about. I've been dealing with a Liz Frank injury. <laughs> Wait, what? What? It's now Liz Frank Lenny? Are you kidding me? The guy, if he has that, and this is the injury, that it, it's a foot injury. Um, I'm not going to get into the details because I'm not a doctor. Um, but it's very painful. It's what last year Levante David missed three games with, and then when he came back to the postseason was declared to be about 60 to 65%, and we saw that in the Rams game, in that playoff loss, that Levante couldn't run, couldn't push off very well. This guy's a hes a running back, for goodness sakes. It's not like, hey, do you need your feet much? Yeah, every single time I touch the ball, I need them. And I need them both. And I'm pushing hard because I'm a run-to-contact guy. He went out and had that game, 75 yards rushing, nine catches for 90 yards receiving, and brought them down the stretch, both back from... 10 points in the fourth quarter, and then the final drive for the game-winning field goal. Liz Frank Lenny did that. That's incredible to me that he's been playing through this. It, it was – if he's got that injury, that is incredible. It's also incredible he hasn't been on the injury report. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> There's that. We got some splaining to do. Lucy. Yeah. yeah. Those of you Desi and Lucy fans, it goes way back. That's old school. But – it's absolutely apropos because, I don't know, I've seen him on the injury report. I haven't seen the foot on there, I don't believe. And not that everybody who's hurt winds up on the report because he did practice or and or was limited a few times. But still, that seems like a significant enough injury that you would probably list it. And, you know, again, I always say this, the only ones that would be really upset are the gamblers. <laughs> and that's what injury reports exist for. No, no other reason, by the way. There is, there is tactically absolutely no reason why the opposing team should know who you're playing, because they should be expected to play whoever you put out there. It's professional football. You assume the guys on the roster, you may face them. Hey, right? I'm the GM of my fantasy team. I have to know if my players are injured. That's important now. Well, but it's important because they're your <laughs> players. You don't have to. Do you, do you have to know if the other guys are injured? I guess you do because you're gambling. Well, that see, that's the same thing. That's gambling. If you just were playing for wins and losses, would it really matter? I guess it matters, but my point is is that whether you're playoff Lenny, Lombardi Lenny, or Liz Frank Lenny, you got to play Lenny if he shows up that day, right? It's not like hockey. You know, like hockey I always thought was interesting. Like They don't list injuries. They list areas of injuries. <laughs> upper body. 
upper body, lower body. That's all we're telling you. Now, think about the mentality of this, right? So I can't know what's wrong with a guy other than it's above or below the equator. Why is that? Well, because hockey players will absolutely target that injury. And to be honest, the teams don't even want to give that much out. But doesn't that say so, what does that say about your sport, Steve? My God. So if a guy has a bad, I don't know, elbow, right or left, we're going to make sure we slam that one into the boards? Is that what that, that game's about? You've seen hockey. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah, well, they're running around with sticks and blades. Why am I even having this conversation? I mean, they literally, they literally run around with sticks and blades. You do that in society, you get arrested. You can literally take, like, you know, 28 stitches to the face and come back next period. Oh, they do it. I know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's what they that's do. It's crazy. They're, they're nuts. They are nuts. So, yeah, I guess I guess that's why they don't need too much information because they'll target anybody. But uh, Leonard Fournette sort of put it on out there, his own business. We don't have to worry about HIPAA now because he's put out there what he has. And I'll say this about Leonard Fournette, who I've come to like <laughs> personally. Um for a multitude of reasons I won't get into, not the least of which was he reached out to me when somebody wrote something seven weeks after I mentioned his weight that I was talking about his weight, which I wasn't. Um, he's actually a pretty good dude. Now, he's grown since he's been here because, let's face it, he wasn't available in Jacksonville after they put him on waivers unless he was really a bad apple because the guy was productive as hell for the Jaguars and they got sick of him. And then we remember the whole Bruce Arian story. You know, he's behind Rojo, and he didn't understand that, and he didn't want to accept his role as a backup, and they made him inactive against Minnesota late in the year, and then they brought him in and said, you want us to release you? Because if you don't accept this role, we're going to let you go. And he said no. And he's grown up since there. And then we know, you know, playoff landing, Lombardi landing was born, got a new contract, played last year. Not as successful in terms of, I mean, he he had more yards, Um because he was the, he was the starter, they gave up on Ronald Jones. He was the guy, right? He wasn't splitting as much time, but I think it, I think he wore down. In fact, I know he did at the end of the season. He missed the last three games, the regular season, missed the first playoff game against the Eagles. Um, was not that effective against the Rams. So, I think the workload probably got to him in the end. Um, and they, and then I'm convinced that they were going to let him walk. The Bucks were going to let Leonard Fournette go. They plan on drafting a running back. They did draft a running back. Um, but I don't think they were looking to sign him to a long-term deal. Maybe another year deal if he wanted it. But he was going to get multiple years, probably with the Patriots. And Tom Brady came back. And Tom Brady said, what is he doing up in New England? In fact, he called Lenny and said, what the hell are you doing up in New England? And next thing you know, Lenny has a three-year deal. Now, it's not for, you know, rank the bank money. Um, but still, for a running back, he finally got a little bit of security and um, and you know what he has had and, and and Todd Bowles talked about this on Monday. For a guy that has had has had as much success as he has coming out of LSU and, and doing what he did in Jacksonville and then especially winning a Super Bowl and all of that and that playoff run, uh, the starter last year, to see a guy like Rashad White come in here as a rookie and about halfway through the season they go, he's going to start the game. You're going to come in afterwards. That's a lot to swallow if you're that guy, if you're a veteran player. Now, does it really matter because the intent is to play them both and they do sometimes every other series? No. From a practical standpoint, no. But there's a prideful thing here, right? 
And you can see them sort of try to make their move away from the older running back to the new guy. And and that's a hard thing to deal with. But the fact of the matter is, is that he's dealt with it very well. And him and, uh, you know, him and White are actually pretty good friends. They're good in the room. It's a good room. Like, they, everybody gets along. They support each other. And really, I think the reason why he played so much the other day was a couple things. One, they were in the two-minute a lot. And I think Tom absolutely trusts him, not just in, uh, you know, getting open in the flat and running the football, but pass protection when you know you're going to throw it on every down. I think he really trusts Lenny in that situation. And and then he got the hot hand, you know. I mean, that he ripped off that uh, that 40, what was it, 40-something-yard screen pass or pass out in the flat. They got a good block by Kate Otten, and, you know, he, he they stuck with him. And I thought he, I thought he played a hell of a game, man. You know, he gave them what they needed. And uh, and so we might see in certain games or maybe going forward, like one of the things I think, and I, I didn't know about this injury until he tweeted out that, but if he does have that, and I don't know when he got it, but if he does, not playing every down, not having that entire workload thrust upon you like it was a year ago is going to make him available. It's going to help him. Just like it, I think it helped both those guys when they won the Super Bowl. And... um Always better to have two running backs going than just one. So I'm I'm encouraged by sort of the way he ran and how how, how hard he played uh, and how consistent he was and just the kind of game he had. I mean, it's hard to get 160 total yards in a game when your whole team really isn't doing anything on offense. Well, and, and you know, they stayed committed to it this time as well. Mm-hmm. They did. You know, too often this season – They've abandoned the run because mm-hmm. it hasn't worked as well early. Right. You know, and, and, and despite the fact the offensive line's had some struggles and, and all the injuries, and we know the reasons why. But the fact that they stayed committed to the run opened up a lot for Lenny, and he took full advantage. And, he, and, and because he was so effective in the passing game, too, it helped the running game. Right. I mean, nine catches for, what, 72 yards? 90 yards. Or 90 yards, yeah. Yeah, he averaged 10 yards a catch. That's right, yeah, 72 on the ground, 90 I mean, 162 right. total. That's that's getting back to what we remember in playoff Lenny mode. Right. Yeah, he was doing both. Mm-hmm. And He's catching if, a lot of balls. If he can do that then this week, and if you win this week, then you know you're in the playoffs. Now you can rest them. Well, it, it, it would be so advantageous for the Bucks to win this game Saturday or Sunday. Incredible. If they Incredible. Can, I mean, just think of who you can rest. Tristan Wirfs does not look healthy out there. No, he aggravated the ankle. That's a that's a big story that got unreported, not unreported, mm-hmm. but underreported probably coming out of that game. And it was probably my fault since it was so damn late by the time I got back to right. But he he tweaked that ankle, and it wasn't. Listen, I I watched him move around in practice, and he was really excited about playing again. I mean, those offensive linemen, first and foremost, they're not usual dudes, right? Those guys are a little bit. <laughs> Little nuts. I mean, they'll play with anything. Like they don't want to miss games. They are tough guys. Just ask them, right? They, they, they. You know, bones coming out. That's that's. They'll stop for that. But basically, everything else, like they're a group. You know, it's a group thing. Cause they're the toughest guys on the team. Just ask them. And he did not like missing games with the high ankle sprain. So he was so happy to be practicing last week that I was like, "Well, you ask me, I'm playing, right?" So you knew he was playing, but. It was such a big game, they, you know, with, especially without Donovan Smith. He needed to play, and you were happy to have him back. But it was re- probably a week earlier 
than they should have. You know what I mean? Like, you probably could have really benefited from another week off. And then, of course, it gets rolled up. And so he was he was pretty hobbling around quite a bit. Now, I don't know this, you know, look, this is the biggest game of the year. And not just because it's the next one. They have to win this game. I mean, if you're going to win the division, this is for the division title. It's not like, could they still win it if they lose to Carolina? Yeah, if Carolina loses the next week and they beat Atlanta. But it doesn't work that way, right? Like that's that's not that's not a good plan. That would be hope, and the hope is not a good plan. So they can take care of business, and then rest their guys. And you're right. At this stage of the season, with as many guys as they have injured, and they'll still need, well, you know, 22 to play the game. But if you can say, okay, anyone who's nicked up, or even just guys we want to protect, you're not playing because this game means zero, means nothing. It's throw it out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're going to be maybe eight and nine as a result. So what? You're but hosting a playoff game. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. rest at rest. Tom Brady, rest him. He ain't playing. No way. You know. No way. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr. Rest. Nope. Him. Yeah. Both corners. I'm not playing Carl. And here's the other thing: like yep. it comes to the point where you go, do I want any healthy guys out there either? I want Carlton Davis out there. You know, he's perfectly fine. If I can play, you know, the rookie instead or a younger guy, or mm-hmm. D. Delaney or whoever, I'll play those guys. Let them start. You know, it would be a great thing if we see Kyle Trask quarterbacking week 18. I think he'd play. Now, I might start playing Gabbert just because Gabbert has to be the first guy in if something happened to Brady in the playoff game. It'd be good to mm-hmm. get him some reps. Mm-hmm. But he's not playing long. I'm treating it like a preseason game where, like, Brady's never playing. Gabbert's playing a little. And then I'm giving the bulk of it to Kyle Trask. Mm-hmm. He got about three quarters of every preseason game last year, or this year when they only played three of them. But he got he got the bulk of the reps. He's going to play the game. You know, Kyle Trask has never worn a helmet even on the sideline in two two seasons. Like this would be the first time he would dress, mm-hmm. much less play. And he deserves to play. Really does. I mean, you're not going to play him in place of Brady, but for all the work he's done, it'd be a perfect scenario for him to get out there and and and, and get to. Get a get a couple reps, but yeah, no. That what a what a gift to be able to clinch and still have a week where you can just rest everybody and sit everybody. That's and like I said, again, you have to field a you know a fifty three man roster, but you have the practice squad. You get guys you can bring up for a week, uh, whatnot. Um, and but yeah, and, and then go into it as healthy as possible with getting Vita Vea back, which they're going to do. Now you've got your two safeties back, still aren't completely healthy. Antoine Whitfield Jr., Mike Edwards. Um, you're going to get, hopefully, and he's got a broken toe, but you, hopefully you're going to get Jamal Dean back. And that'll be about about four weeks by the time they play the game. I don't know if he'll be ready for Sunday or not, but at playoffs he probably would be. Um, so to get him would be huge. Uh, you know, so, and and, you know, this is the thing. They're they're thin at the outside linebacker position. Although Anthony Nelson, how about Anthony Nelson and Joe Tryon, who's had a Joe Tryon Swinko's had a hip injury, have played every snap of of the last two games. They've had no rotation, and they've been able to play every defensive snap. It's a big workload for those guys. Mm-hmm. So I like to get them off their feet. So yeah, there's there's all kinds of advantages to you know. To winning, but the biggest one is you win the championship. Without it, you're going to need help. Mm-hmm. 
you're going to need help. Carolina's going to have to lose, and you're going to have to beat Atlanta. And that's not a good plan. (laughs) You've put yourself in the position to have one home game against the Carolina Panthers, who, frankly, you you have better personnel, I think, overall. Now, the one thing about the Panthers, and we'll talk about this later in the week, but unlike the Bucks, they have an identity. I think the Bucks have an identity too. They just don't. It's not the one they want. But the Panthers say we're going to line up and run it down your throat. And if we're behind by thirteen, we're going to line up and run it down your throat. <laughs> and if we're ahead by twelve, we're going to line up and run it down your throat. They know who they are. They they got big offensive linemen that move the offensive line, move the pile. They got two two really good. And this is without. You know Christian McCaffrey with trading away Robbie Anderson, with getting rid of the best players, with firing their coach Matt Rule, with telling Baker Mayfield we're putting you out there, we don't want you anymore, with benching Sam Darnold, um, you know all this stuff they have done, and they are one game away from beating the Bucks. They will have swept the Bucks this season because the Bucks had maybe I would say that was probably their worst game that they played this season up there um, in Carolina, you know. That was the one that Todd Bowles was talking about, how guys need to really you know, look in the mirror and search themselves and that sort of thing. Um, but they're, you know, they're, they're legit, know what they're doing. And this game, when they get to it, I think, barring turnovers on either side, is going to be physical. Because the one thing about teams that just say, we're going to line up and run it, there's a certain physicality you have to match. Like, you have to match that on defense. And guys like Levante David and, and Devin White and those guys up front, if they is able to play, that's when you need two chin straps because if you don't stop this run, you have no chance. You have no chance to win this game. And so they'll have to come in with that mentality and be more physical than Carolina's offense. And that, that's going to be hard. It's going to be a really, you know, kind of a – I think a, a blood and guts game, and we know who do the Bucks really jump out in front of ever? Like you know, what what team have they sort of you know run away from? They they haven't. Well, they tried against the Bengals. They well, they did. You're right. <laughs> Didn't turn out so well, but they did. I mean, that's that's one of the best halves of football they played all year mm-hmm. against a quality opponent. I mean, both sides of the ball. No kidding. They just couldn't maintain it because of the turnovers. Which brings us to. One Tom Brady, and what is going on with Tom, and how did he become go from Tom terrific to Tommy turnover? What's happening? We're going to get to that in just a minute, but first I want to tell you guys how to save money on your electric bill, and you really need to consider this. It's May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been installing solar electric systems in the area for 12 years. There's a lot of these companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That is the May difference. If you visit their Hutchins showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install for you in your home. And they don't use subcontractors. So all those guys up there putting the solar panels, those are Billy May's guys. You know exactly who's doing the job. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. You can lower your electric bill all year long. Observe the quality of your life and that of your appliances. May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. 
So I've been asking a lot of questions about this. You know, Tom Brady, with the big comeback again, down 10 in the fourth quarter, does Tom Brady things, right? 45 fourth quarter and overtime comebacks in his career, the most all time. And they're not routine. They're not things that, you know, you should ever take for granted. They're really difficult to do. And he makes it look easy. And the players around him, they also help. And I was talking to Leonard Fournette about this, and it's like, he goes, look, we're all just kind of like part of his greatness now, right? Like, whether it's Julio or me or Russell, we know when he's in those situations, and he does anyway, but particularly in the game, you know, behind coming from behind, that he's counting on us to be precise, to do exactly what it is he wants us to do. You know, if it's 10 steps, five steps, whatever, we have to be on point because he's going to be precise in those situations. And he's so good at it. Like, I, what, my personal opinion is that when he gets in those two-minute situations, the pressure goes instantly to the other team. You know, whatever the other team has done successfully for, you know, 55 of the 60 minutes, um, when Brady's a, a score or two down and it's crunch time, the, the pressure shifts to them because they've seen this movie. They know he, who's on the other side. And Brady's entirely comfortable because he's been in the situation so many times in bigger games than regular season that his heart rate is probably about 45 and, or lower. And everybody else is, is sort of trying to process things quickly. He knows the defense he's going to get. He knows he's got to get some, some early completions. Um, he's just – and his teammates – those are the situations where, you know, he makes them better, right? Like he, they go with pace. He knows where the ball is going. Here's one example, because um, I talked to Tom about this after the game. So Russell Gage, you know, we played a pretty good game. Last two games, he's actually been very good, I thought. He's healthy, and that, that's where it starts. But so they're in a two-minute situation in overtime. Um, it's not really a two-minute situation, but they're in overtime and they need a field goal. And so that's obviously after they Bucks lost the coin toss, gave up one first down, got the ball back. Now a field goal will win it because both teams get a chance to score a touchdown to win it. And Brady knows what he has to do, right? He starts out with some completions. But he says to Russell Gage, look, these guys are really aggressive on these balls I'm throwing out here in the flat to you and, and to Lenny. Like they're, they're flying upfield. And why not, right? That's what they've done pretty much the whole game. So he said, so he decides, I'm I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna pump fake it. We're gonna run a double move here, and they're gonna get sucked up. Sure enough, looks out to the left, pump fake to Gage. Gage turns up field, big play down the field, gets them almost in the field goal range. That's sort of next level experience, you know, to be able to do it in real time, to communicate it, to get the other players to buy into it. Um just, just to sort of really kind of play chess, you know, not checkers with the, with the defense, kind of like, you know, we're going to bait you, bait you, bait you, boom, over your head. Um, that's what makes Brady Brady. Like th- those kind of moments when it's chaos, right, when everybody is yelling at everybody and you're going up-tempo and the clock and, you know, the scoreboard, everything's sort of happening fast out there. He's able to process stuff in real time that helps you win games. 
and then execute it. You know, it's not just simply, hey, I think we can do this. It's no, we're going to do this, you know, and I'm going to put it right on you. And, and these guys go up and make plays. And he gave them all the credit in the world. You know, those guys got, they took some hits, they made some plays. Um, but Brady's the one that gives them the confidence. Hey, if you do this, this is going to happen. Now, then there's the rest of the game. <laughs> and everyone's wondering, I'm sure you are too, Steve, is like, uh, what's up with all the turnovers? Like six interceptions in three games? Six, right? Eight in, I think, uh, five games or something like that. And if you throw in the two lost fumbles, it's like ten turnovers that he's had. Who is this guy, Jameis Winston? Like if this was any other quarterback, seriously, and he was losing games or had lost some games because of the turnovers, what would we be saying about him? But it's Tom Brady. And Tom Brady doesn't turn the ball over, except when he does, which is lately, which is often, which is now. What's going on? What's going on with the guy? What do you see? Well, maybe Todd Bowles knew something. Because if you remember a few weeks ago, they don't call the timeout mm-hmm. to give Brady a chance in the two-minute offense. In Cleveland. Right, in Cleveland. And at the time... He had two interceptions. He was historic low interception yeah. to the amount of pass ratio. Right, point zero four percent. Like you're going, yeah. why wouldn't you give the guy a chance? But now you see it since, mm-hmm. and and you wonder if Todd Bowles didn't. If he wasn't on to something. Not saying that you know he knew Brady was going to throw an interception or something. I don't mean that, but no, they still mismanaged the clock. We're that, not forgiving that, them for that. That Tom Brady's not right. Perhaps, maybe whether it's injury, which I think there is some of that. The, the way he's missing throws down the field, yeah, it, that's I, not like him. No, I know there's some of that. And I don't think we'll know, maybe ever, or at least until he you know, decides he's going to write his own book or something. Tom Brady is hurt, okay? Now, when I say hurt, like everybody in the league at this stage is hurt, right? Every quarterback, every lineman. Like, if this is you know, attrition. Like, this this sport is brutal, right? I mean, it's just, it's awful. I mean, it's just like, who can keep enough parts on the field to win? That's really what it comes down to. If you got more guys that are still healthy, you'll beat the other guys that aren't. And so they're all nicked up. But but let's, a couple of things about Brady. One, let's start with his age, okay? He's 45. You know what I could do at 45? I could do a lot of things. But I couldn't do what I could do at 25 or 35. No way, no how. You know? What's the, what's the country song? You know this song. We've quoted it before, I think. I'm not as good like, as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. There you go. Toby yes. Keith? Toby Keith, which is the great greatest line. I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as, I'm as good once, as, good I ever once was. as I ever was. That's sort of where I think Brady is. He just can't do it as often or as well, and I think because I don't think he's – look, I I'm, I don't know what his injuries are, okay? No one's telling us. We've seen him on the report a few times. I know this. He's got a shoulder issue, okay? Mm-hmm. We won't find out. I mean, remember the year he played with no – we found out after the Super Bowl, and I wrote it. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was the first to write it, even though I didn't get credit for it, uh, that he, he played without an MCL. Like, you know, he had a ligament gone, kind of like – partially torn but then later completely you know he had surgery 
So he played with a brace. He played without an MCL that was partially torn, and no one knew about it. Well, this is going to be this. This is going to be it with the shoulder this year. We're going to find out. Well, I don't know if it's AC joint, rotator cuff, you know, labrum torn. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. I do know it's hurt. Okay. So, so your right shoulder, you're a 45-year-old quarterback, and you've got a right shoulder something. Doesn't mean he's not able to function and play and play well. Doesn't mean he doesn't practice all but one day a week because he does. But it's a thing. A banged-up finger, right? We know about that. I think he's banged a couple of them this year already. So we know about that. Um, after the game on Sunday, and I have to ask about this because I wasn't on the conference call. I was flying. Um, Brady got some treatment. And from what I understand, it might have been on one of his legs. I didn't see the play. I was told by somebody with the Bucks that, you know, he got up kind of kind of gingerly. Now, when I watched him walk to the podium, you know, he kind of has this slow gait about him anyway. It's hard, hard to know if he's hurt or not. Um, he didn't mention it. He never will. And Brady was famous for years of both never appearing on the injury report and then always appearing on it when they when they got on the Patriots. So, if you know, there is something wrong. I mean, they they pretty much told us when he's off and why. It's usually rest. But what I've noticed about his interceptions are, Steve, is that they are the ones he throws mostly down the field, mm-hmm. okay, with a little oomph. And um, very often they're not on time, right, or they're short. Like the one he threw to, to Mike Evans. Mike Evans has his guy beat. It was short but and late. It was late and short. And that seems to be sort of, you know, what what the common thread with this Pixar is that they're not decisive throws. They're throws that guys are open early and they're not, it's not the timing is off. Maybe that's velocity. Maybe that's, you know, I don't know. But we've talked about the lack of explosive plays, but how many throws is he turning down? I remember when Jameis Winston, you might remember this, early in his career, he hurt his shoulder, and he played a game, I want to say it was at Carolina or someplace. He shouldn't have played. He didn't practice till Friday. And he actually came out and he played okay in the first half, a good percentage of throws and things. But it wasn't the throws that he made. He turned down throws. And I don't know that Brady is turning down throws. I know he's not seen the field on a few times. Like, was it last uh, against Cincinnati, I think it was, when he had a bunch of turnovers. He hit, he came out early, and they had that great first half. He was play-actioning and everything. And Mike Evans has a one-on-one against Eli Apple, and Mike puts a double move, and he's wide open for a touchdown. And Brady doesn't see him but he throws the over route to Chris Godwin. It's a 20-yard game. You're like, oh, good good throw, good gain. Yeah, but you missed the touchdown. You didn't see the field, or maybe you did see it, but because the throw was further, you turned it down. And I don't know that. Like I, That's just complete speculation. I don't know any of this, right? I do know that there seems to be a thread with these interceptions that they're mostly deep balls, you know, or balls over, say, 10 or 20 yards. And that's interesting to me because you wonder if injuries play into any of that. You just you just don't know, right? We don't know what we don't know. Well, we've assumed that he's been turning down those throws or not making many deep throws because it's all about the offensive line. Protection, right. And I think that's the biggest part of it. I, abs- I absolutely do. Mm-hmm. But there could be an element of my shoulder's not right, my arm, mm-hmm. 
that mm-hmm. I can't make those throws as accurately as I have, want to, need or to. Or need to, yeah. And so I'm, I'm, not, I'm looking to check down more because of injury. And maybe that's Perhaps. a part of it that we haven't talked about. We don't know. Or, or thought about because we're just assuming it was, well, mm-hmm. there's no Jensen. There's no Marpet. There's now no Werfs. There's no Donovan Smith. There's no. Right. We were assuming it's that. And, and I think and that's that a huge is part, part of it. A, it is a huge part of it because you can see yeah. it. That yeah. you can see on tape. Yeah. But part of it might just be my arm isn't yeah. as accurate down the field as I need to be. If, if he's got a bum shoulder and a bad yeah, finger. Yeah, I feel as comfortable. And yeah. a knee that, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, th- that may be a big part of it that that maybe we'll find out after the season. Maybe we'll find out once he's broadcasting and he brings it up on <laughs> exactly. Fox one day when, during a game. I mean, you know. When you buy his book, you'll find out. <laughs> you know, or he'll release another, you know, Brady versus Time broadcasting yeah, exactly. special. I mean, who you know. Who exactly. knows? But some commercial endeavor you'll find out. Yeah, <laughs> he ain't giving that away. Yeah, but, no, but, but I wonder if it's more than just the line. I and and, and there's a chance that maybe he tells no one because he feels like you know what guys are all hurt and I don't want to mm-hmm. be that guy, right? Like we don't, you know, like I said, play a whole Super Bowl and it, well. it tumbled out very late that you know he had a knee injury and a significant one. I mean, Drew Brees never mentioned that he couldn't throw the ball down the field. It became obvious over time. But you could see it, yeah, right? I mean, you know, it became yeah. obvious over time, right? Right. And but, that's and that's where we're at. We're at time versus Tom. Tom's one. Tom's kicked time's butt. But time is still playing the game. Like time is mm-hmm. still in the arena. Well, but is this time or is this just I'm hurt? Well, that's yeah. You know, that's I mean, true. I mean, you know, you can be young and be hurt. It too. doesn't mean his yeah. arm is 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 getting older and and slower. No, he this. can make I mean, the throws. Yeah, I watch I mean, him make yeah. the throws in practice every day. I mean, this is this. It seems like he's hurt. In addition to the other issues that that the team has offensively, right? And we'll probably never know. And and and, and if we do know, it'll be much later than this. But look, I mean, no matter who you are, you know, the Toby Keith song, like it's going to take longer at 45 week to week day to day mm-hmm. you know it's a week to week league you know you, you get you're sore on monday it's worse if you lose but you know in some instances you gotta be ready to play on thursday and then and most of the time you gotta be ready to play it's like you know and he gets tons of treatment and he's you know careful about everything and alex grows there alex does a tremendous job of keeping him in shape but you just wonder like you can see it, it's it's. I've seen more misses down, and and the other thing, if if they're not interceptions, right? How about the the throws he's missed for touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Well, Julio, jo- that, Julio Jones the other night. I was wide wide open, right, right. You can't overthrow him. That's that, that's a touchdown, man. And I think Brady makes that throw ninety eight out of a hundred times, but we've seen him miss it. A bunch. We've seen him miss Mike, Mike Evans. He threw him out of the back of the end zone one day. And you just go, hmm. And I'm not, again, nobody's a thousand percent, right? Nobody's perfect. Not even Tom Brady. But I've seen him with more higher percentage of accuracy than most quarterbacks. That's why he's the greatest of all time. There are a lot of elements to his interception story. Another part of it might well be this. We don't have any explosive plays in our offense. Like, we just can't – like, I can only do so many, you know, tunnel screens, uh, you know, hitches, flat, you know, whatever. 
how many three-yard completions can I possibly have? And the ball's coming out 2.5, 2.3, 2.1. But he might feel the pressure to say, I got to take a shot. Like, I have to at least make them think I'll throw it down the field. Mm-hmm. We need a big play. We can't, we can't drive 14 yards and kick field goals all day or 14 plays. And so he might just be forcing it a little bit too. Mm-hmm. You know, he might just be saying, hey, I, I got to get this ball down the field. Whether whether it's picked or not, like I have to try it. Well, the so, other the other part of going down the field that he's missing, and you broke this story on Friday, is he doesn't have Gronk down the middle on that scene. Oh God, what a loss! And how about Gronk contacted the Buccaneers? I knew he would. I I'm telling you, I I have been telling people that I thought, and this is what I said when I said it, and we should go back and check the tape if there is any, because God knows we have enough of it. Um, I thought around Thanksgiving, if Gronk was coming back, we'd start to hear rumblings about that, that, that he would maybe, depending on where the Bucks were, let me get in shape, play maybe the last month of the season, a couple of weeks, whatever, and then, and then go on that playoff run with Brady. And sure enough, he contacted them, right? Which they have this open door policy, why not, with Gronk. But he called them and said, and it's funny because he tweeted this out to announce his FanDuel um, deal. But he literally said to them, I'm bored. I'm bored. You know, he's getting paid to go to a lot of parties. <laughs> That's what, you know, and, and, and make a lot of appearances for a lot of companies and stuff. And he just said, eh, I just felt like I wanted to play football again. Now, they had several discussions there weren't long discussions. This didn't take a while, maybe a couple of days. But basically, they discussed different ways for him to come back. And one of them was, um, you know, look, you're in, you're in good shape, but you need to get somewhat in football shape. So the way things are now with veterans and the rules are different, how about we sign you to the practice squad? And give you a couple of weeks to get ready, and then when you're ready, you know we'll, we'll activate you because we we kind of need all our roster spots. And he's like, "Practice squad? What? <laughs> Who's anything about a practice squad?" So like, "All right, just come in and play. Then we'll put you on the 53." But at the end of the day, from what I understand, and what is obvious now, is he just couldn't do it. He didn't pull the trigger. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And I know you guys have some mailbag questions because, well, they're sitting in my email and on my Twitter feed. So we're going to get to those this week. You can still send them to us at any time you want. A lot of questions about the Bucks, the Rays, the Lightning, you name it. You can do that by submitting to us online at SP or I'm sorry at Sports Day TV. I'm trying to change the website there. So where you Steve? Yes. Sports Day TV. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. My email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Matt Baker, our college football writer, will hopefully join us to talk national 
playoff picture here. We've got the college football playoffs starting on New Year's Eve. Steve, your Michigan Wolverines taking on TCU, tough TCU, yeah. Yeah. and then Ohio State goes up against who they got Georgia, uh, uh, Georgia, right? Yeah, yeah the Fiesta Bowl and the Peach Bowl. No offense to your Michigan Wolverines, I think Georgia Ohio State is a national championship in my mind, and you, I think Georgia you think the winner of that's going to win. Possibly, yeah. Uh, okay. Even though you're, even though Michigan's beaten Ohio State, I, rec- I fully recognize that. I don't think Ohio State has a chance against Georgia. Does that sound stupid to you? It doesn't, but I, I never count out teams when you have four weeks to prepare. Yeah, that's a good point. And Ohio State had five. But Kirby Smart's got four weeks, too. Ohio State had five because they didn't play a conference championship. Well, that's true. Now, they didn't know they were going to be playing Georgia, but right. whether it's self-scouting, whatever else, they did that extra week. And Georgia's really you know, good, I, I think I think that's one of the things about the playoff, and we've seen some really bad semifinal games, is it's not like the season where you've got a week to prepare for a team. Yeah, And maybe you so. have a coach or two looking ahead to big games a week or two in advance of that. But as a team, you're focused on the opponent this week. With the bowl season and your finals, and but it's four weeks off in between. And I think that, that changes things. And I think we've seen in the, semi, in the, in the, the semifinals have stunk, and then right. they go play eight, nine, ten days later in the national championship game, and that Much game's more awesome. Competitive. Yeah, Because it's, it's kind of the normal ebbs and flow of i got a week to prepare. Now, granted... Look, Ohio State's preparing for TCU and Michigan as well. I was going to say, don't, don't yeah. both teams have the same time to prepare for yes. each other? Oh, yeah. But, but I mean, I just think it, 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 it changes the dynamic some, and I think some teams handle it better than others. Yeah. Um, you also get a lot healthier. You get healthier. It's a long time to be without playing. The execution could be threatened by that. You yeah. Know. So, you know, it's, I, think that's, I think that's one of the reasons we see the semifinals have underwhelmed for the most part in the past. Right. We'll see if they do this year. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think Ohio State, Georgia. If you, you watch the season and you watch how dominant Georgia's been, I, you could easily say Ohio State's got no shot. But you also look at the talent that Ohio State's got on the field, and some of that talent's getting healthy that didn't play the last few weeks of the season. Right? Could Ohio it's State? Could game. Ohio State hang with them with the talent? Absolutely. I mean, it's one game, right? Mm-hmm. Like exactly. it's one game. You know, mm-hmm. we have a turnover here, a bad bounce there. You know, Ohio State doesn't have to take a back seat to anybody, you know. Neither does Michigan. And it's still how do do 19, 20-year-old kids handle this? Right. Four four to five weeks of you're in the semifinal. You're great. Uh, A lifetime, right? Opportunity of a lifetime. Call yourself a national champion. You know, only team to do it in Michigan since when? Well, you know, I've seen some of the Michigan players talk about, you know, last year we were just happy to be here. Sure. This year we're here to win it. Sure, and not that they weren't trying to win it last year, but you, you know, you also but build those and opportunities, learn. man. Yeah, you know, you're not going to get these opportunities, especially if, mm-hmm. you know you're only in school four or five years if you're, yeah. you know, a good student. Yeah. And Ohio State um, thought they were out of it. USC mm-hmm. loses in the Pac-12 championship. They get, were able to get house in. money. House you know, money. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what do they got to lose now? Nothing. Nothing. He can drop back fifty times. My namesake, C.J. Stroud, mm-hmm. and let it go. Yeah. Nothing to lose. Attack Georgia. That's what I would do. Yep. Bring the fight right to that defense. You know, let them try to play from behind. It's a different deal. It's gonna. I hope good games. I mean, I like to see the semifinals be good games too. But mm-hmm. we'll see how it comes out. We'll talk to Matt Baker about that. Hopefully, our college football writer. 
later this week. And uh, yeah, so your mailbag questions, the Lightning are back in action tomorrow against... Yep. They resume practice today after a uh, the Christmas break. So the Habitants mm-hmm. and the Rangers back-to-back Wednesday, Thursday night. Yeah. Nice little break for them around the Christmas holidays. Yeah. Well, they had a so week-off break because they didn't play the Buffalo game. Yeah, because on the, the Friday weather. before Christmas, so they've oh, been man. off for everybody. A week. Did you see how many how many uh, people got stuck up north in this stuff? Yeah. How about the Buffalo Bills? Because eh, nobody circles the airplanes like the Buffalo Bills. They got stuck. Um, had to fly into Rochester, I think. Yep. And uh, bust their way back to Buffalo. And then what they had mess. to dig their cars out. And did you see the snow? Like mountains of snow yeah. in these cars. Well, the oh uh, Sabers Blue Jackets game is canceled for tonight in Columbus mm. because Buffalo couldn't get out. The airport's closed. Yeah, exactly. So the Sabers oh, couldn't get there. out. So that game's postponed tonight. So it's another Sabers oh, game that they've got to have to make up later in the year. I'm so glad I got off the plane. We're still having a cold snap. It was like just below around 50 degrees or starting to plummet, and I was like. I'm really cold, but this is nothing, man. <laughs> this is really nothing at all. It was nice in Arizona. It was like 70, you know, 45, 50 at night. Well, like it is here. It's incredibly dry. You can probably hear from my voice, but yeah. So anyway, we're going to have a bunch of uh, good things for you the rest of the week. And then, of course, getting you ready for the Bucks against Carolina for the NFC South Championship. If the Bucks win, if they lose, they will need help. And it will have to beat the Atlanta Falcons on the last game of the regular season. So, so much at stake, even after all this that they have been through throughout the year. It's just a crazy, crazy year for the Buccaneers. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. For Steve Versing, I'm Stroud of Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.